Ready? Born ready. Party over there, party, 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 party everywhere. Hey, y'all, man, what is up? Welcome back to the Cool and Conscious podcast brought to you by Just Eldridge Media, which is a black-owned, black-run podcast company. At this point, they're doing more than podcasting, okay? We got merch coming out, baby. We got different events coming up, baby. We got different calls to the action coming up, baby. Okay? Oh, I love it. Just Elders Media is more than just media, honey. Okay? We're doing some of any and everything. And I think that is exactly what black people kind of do anyway. So (laughs) the shoe fits. (laughs) The shoe definitely fits like Cinderella's glass slipper. Okay. Now, how do I feel today? Give me a little, um, yep. (laughs) Today I feel conscious. So, ooh. I'm black, blickety black, 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 black. Yes. Today I feel conscious. Mm. Mm. I'm black and I'm proud. Hey. Yeah. Get it, get it. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Yes. I'm so honestly, I'm in a space where I just feel overwhelmingly thankful. Like overwhelmingly so thankful to the point where I just want to just sit here and just be thankful. <laughs> Thanksgiving was last week and I want to say that probably was one of my best Thanksgivings ever. And I will say that it was, it wasn't that I did something super special. I literally just went to one of my mom's good friends who is like an aunt. And then I went to my other aunt's house and that was it. Um, Nothing special. Like It just was, I feel like I've been doing a lot of reflecting lately. And when I think about last year, Thanksgiving, And when I think about this year, Thanksgiving, I am in such a different mindset. I'm in such a different place mentally, spiritually, emotionally. It's like, wow, okay. I am truly thankful. Like last year, I was just like, yeah, I'm thankful. But I wasn't really thankful. Like I I was just going through the motions. You know, you say you're thankful on Thanksgiving because that's just what you say. But I feel like this past Thanksgiving, I was truly a thousand percent thankful. And over these past, what, 30 days, I would say, I have really been just relishing in the fact of family and the fact of making an effort to be happy and making an effort to change your mind and making an effort to choose your words wisely and making an effort to be more conscious on the things that I want in life so I can be intentional and so I can hold myself accountable. Like I'm literally walking <laughs> and being and embodying the the change I wish to see. And for a long time, I would say, oh, I want to be the change I wish to see. I want to be the change I wish to see. But then doubt would creep in or then distractions would creep in or then this guy from my past would creep in. Like there were so many different like distractions. (laughs) There's so many different distractions that would just creep in my subconscious and push me further back. And now I'm in a place where I can see it. And I can shut it down because I know it. And I remember 
that that investment I once made on that particular decision didn't give me the return I thought it would. And so now I'm just in this place where I am only making (laughs) conscious investments. I can only invest in this if it is going to give me a better outcome. If it is going to positively contribute to the woman, the legacy I'm trying to leave, the woman I'm trying to become, the mom I'm trying to become, the wife I'm trying to become. Like if it is not adding to my ultimate goals in life, then I have to subtract myself. And I think that's why I was so thankful just because I'm like, wow, I am literally in a different headspace. (laughs) And not that the headspace I was in before was bad. I just do not think that it was as conscious as I needed it to be to start making the changes in my life that I needed. I was very cool minded. Even with the whole activism, even when I was, when the activism was super like heavy and everyone's protesting, I was still in a cool mindset. Like I was conscious, but I was also very, very cool. And that cool came before the consciousness. And now I feel like the consciousness is coming before the coolness. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) Before I was trying to balance it like, oh my gosh, I still want to be this cool person. But now I'm okay with being this conscious person that knows how to be cool in their consciousness. (laughs) And I know that that was a lot of uh, back and forth teacher tottering, but essentially that's just why my Thanksgiving was so great. And I hope, I don't know, I hope y'all's Thanksgiving was good too. Keith, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was good. I had to make a decision. Um, Okay. I had to choose a house to go to. So I chose the house with the best macaroni. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so shout out to my mother-in-law. But uh, she had a good macaroni. But you didn't say nothing about no food. Like you said all this thankful stuff. But like, Honestly, I was in such a thankful state. Yeah. I wasn't even paying attention to the you food. You were full from the thankfulness? I kid you not, I was. So full of gratitude. I was. Wow. When I say yes, that was literally me. Okay. It was me and it... it Genuinely just brought tears to my eyes because I was so full without even like eating. I mean, I ate. Hold on now. I ate. <laughs> I'm about to say. You know what I'm I, I, I had a few little plates, you know what I'm saying? I took some plates to go. But I I genuinely. So who had the best dish though? You went to a couple of houses. The banana pudding. Okay. That is my all time favorite dessert. And yeah. I never have it because my mom doesn't make it. And I don't know how to make it. I guess I shouldn't know how to make it. Damn. But my dad made some good banana pudding. Mm. Like, and real. I only have it during Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So to, and it's not a guarantee because, like I said, my mom doesn't cook it. Yeah. So to, and you don't want to make it yourself, right? So <laughs> to because you're has, such a good cook, right? Right. Exactly. So I will bring the pan to make it in, but <laughs> that's as far as I go. So. Honestly, yeah, that was the best thing that I had. Um, That's what's up. And I will say I ate Thanksgiving food every single day after that. All the way up until like Tuesday. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, you're done (laughs) with Thanksgiving leftovers. Thanksgiving should be done, y'all, for real. (laughs) I'm all for stretching it, but come on now. it's, It's been a week. It's been eight days. Okay. No more Thanksgiving. I don't know who needs to. T- Ain't no more greens. Don't freeze them and unthaw them out. Don't, cause I know it's people that like to do that. Thanksgiving is no. done. You are have passed. You showed your gratitude. Okay, gratitude in the graveyard at this point because it's done. But I would say my food tastes better after Thanksgiving. It always does. It, it tastes. Always does. I was in a foma. Yep. A food coma. It was so delicious, like, so that's why I'm like, I don't really have a favorite dish on the actual day, because everything tastes so good after the next day. <laughs> the next day I was like, wow, this food is delicious. <laughs> yes, hands down, though, banana pudding, that was me. That was, that was definitely me. So I hope y'all had an amazing, amazing Thanksgiving. I hope moving forward, I really want to make it a thing for people to be thankful outside of Thanksgiving. Like, it shouldn't just be, oh, let's go feed the hungry 
on Thanksgiving or let me be thankful for my family on Thanksgiving or let me show gratitude on Thanksgiving. It should be something that is reoccurring weekly, daily, monthly. Like think about if everything that you were thankful for or everything that you said that you were thankful for, you got to keep, what would you be able to keep? Yep. Me personally, I say what I'm thankful for every single day because yeah, you said that last time. That's <laughs> pretty deep. I'd like, be scared. Like, like, oh my gosh, what if someone comes and takes it? I need to make sure I'm thanking God for my sight, my my knees. Cause you don't even realize how important your knees are. You get what I'm saying? Or your thumbs. Like that's a bit, you know, I'm getting real specific, but people don't have thumbs. People don't have two eyes. People yep. don't have the ability to breathe through their nose. Like so many minute things that we take for granted that we don't say thankful for. So I'm like, God, thank you. Thank you, please. Thank you. 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 So just go out. If you haven't said thank you, if you haven't even thought about what you're thankful for, go and think about it because child, I'll be thanking God. I know he's like enough greed. I get it. You thankful, but I need, I need it to be clear. I'm thankful. Okay, I'm thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for this platform. I'm thankful for my listeners. I'm thankful for all of it. All of it. All of it. <laughs> um, what else I'm thankful for is we got a new mayor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. 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 Yeah. Yeah, we got a new mayor in Atlanta. We got a new mayor in Atlanta. We got a new mayor in Atlanta. Hey, hey, on the west side, on the east side, north side, south side. Hey, I'm so excited. Hey, I, on behalf of the Cool and Conscious Podcast, am declaring um, Wednesday, December First, so this past Wednesday, December 1st, is um, National We Got a New Mayor in This Bitch Day, okay? (laughs) We Got a New Mayor in This Bitch Day. That is December 1st. And he, and he, he won one, too. He didn't win by a little bit. He swept. Like, I'm talking, you know, the big janitor brooms? It was one of those sweeps, one of those swept. Yeah, a lot of support too. I saw Ti have some buses, Jeezy had some buses. Like he it, had some support. It just after the media was behind. Right. Them. It was. It was really over a thousand people showed up to the watch party at the gathering spot. I was gonna go, but y'all, I was tired. But it was a great, <laughs> great, great turnout. I will say. And it's crazy because all of the people that were so gung-ho for Kasim, hmm, where are they now? Mm. Mm. I saw some of them at the watch party. Really? I ain't gonna say nothing. Really? Oh, we'll have to some, talk. Uh, we'll, we'll have to talk offline because <laughs> I need to know that tea. Okay. I got my cup ready. Because I'm just like, I mean, I was saying seeing so many. Oh, vote for Kasim, 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 Kasim for change, Kasim for change, Kasim for change. Counting Andre out, honey. And look, mm, hope y'all don't need nothing. Because <laughs> some of y'all was going too hard. I, th- I think Andre's going to be a humble guy. I'm oh, yeah, gonna, no. I'm excited to see what happens. He's definitely going to be humble, and I think... That's why I'm so thankful. Once again, I had to do a little praise dance earlier this week because it was just like, wow. Even if you go on the ballot of all the different candidates that won, it's younger. Cleta Winslow is out. Um, that uh, council president was pretty close to that Archibong. Oh yeah, Shipman. Archibong, and I really liked Archibong. I'm not gonna lie, I really liked Archibong. Um, but at the same time, Shipman. Shipman came in, did what he needed to do, got the votes he needed to get. Not mad at Shipman. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Cleta Winslow, child, she'd been city council member for 26 years, and she finally was beaten. 
thank you, Jesus. She was finally replaced by, his name is Jace, Jason Dozier. I want to say I'm saying that last Dozier. name right. Do mm -hmm. Thank the Jesus God, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yahweh, all of the forms that you could say, God, thank you. Because when I say, why would you even be at a place for 26 years? Well, you know. I mean, I know, but I'm just saying, like, bro, like, give it a break. Like, well, it's not, it's, it's the constituents. It's the constituents. And I'm glad to see people came out. Yes. Like, they really came out to vote. This yes. Time. And then Joy Shepherd is out. Thank the Jesus. Thank the gods. <laughs> like Antonio Lewis, congratulations. Congratulations to everyone that won. Um, I will say that whole APS battle um, between Vinnings and I want to, I forget the, the one, the lady that won. Um, yeah, that was, that was a tough one. That was thought, very. Because Casey, I feel like she's been campaigning. Right. For I was like, time. Casey. I voted for Casey um, because I watched her in multiple debates and she did very well. And I felt like the the candidate, the lady that run, ran against her, um, she was very ill-equipped in her answers and her delivery. They were very basic. She didn't have facts. She didn't have much of anything like to offer. You know what I'm saying? Like when I left after hearing her speak, it was just like, oh, okay, she just doing this because she don't got nothing else to do. That's what it gave off. Not, oh, um, you know, I'm I'm really passionate about this. Um, aside from that, I I'm just so thankful for the ballot, the new, the new people that are about to essentially be controlling the city. It definitely gives me hope. Congratulations to you all. Super, super, super big up. Super, super big congratulations. I'm just so thankful. Thanksgiving came. The election came. The runoff election came. Like, it's just, ah, uh, I'm overwhelmed. Thank you so much, Jesus. Um, Now, what am I not thankful for? <sighs> what am I not thankful for is... The Supreme Court. So uh, they have essentially been signaling their support for upholding Mississippi's very, very, very restrictive abortion law. Um, now, if you don't know what abortion is, it's essentially, you know what I'm saying? Well, y'all should kind of know what abortion is. So <laughs> I hope I don't have to explain that to you. But they're kind of trying to enforce it or let me, let me read it. So y'all have actual facts. Um, so essentially there is a Mississippi law, the Mississippi abortion law and the Supreme court is letting the Mississippi law stand at the heart of the case and pave the way for other states to impose more stringent limits on abortion. So they're basically allowing the Mississippi law to dictate and be like the guinea pig for the rest of the country. So it's like, okay, however Mississippi does this law and enforces this law is how Georgia can do it. Florida can do it. Um, New York can do it. Uh, all uh, LA, California, Nevada, all of the other, whatever, whatever's that's what they will, that will be like the copy. Um, and I don't have any words. <laughs> I mean, well, if you remember what happened in Georgia, we almost had a similar bill passed, mm -hmm. but it was uh, Hollywood. In, in Georgia, they said, hey, y'all passed that bill. We're not filming here. Mm -hmm. um, but what this does is what you call, what you just said, it's called precedent, right? It's a precedent. Mm -hmm. So once you do that in one case, another lawyer can refer to that case and say, well, if y'all didn't mind Mississippi, you shouldn't mind Georgia, mm -hmm. and you shouldn't mind Alabama, and you shouldn't mind Florida, and Texas, and Tennessee, and every, you know, basically southern state, or red state that wants to restrict your wants body. to follow suit um you know but it's america right now i think we're fighting for our bodies all the way around like between restrictive abortion laws and mandated vaccines like there's so many other things that could be mandated like 
I mean, what if they mandated just, you know, vasectomies? I think Thank a you. Lot of guys I was about to say, if they mandate the damn dick, I promise you, okay, a lot of these men will stop sticking their thing in anything if the dick was mandated, especially because when you look at this picture of all the people that have a say-so, all of them are men. Yeah, and I, I guess that's the only thing I never get about like, the I abortion laws. I don't get it. It's never the women who are like, it's <laughs> always a bunch of old white men that's like, I mean, it, and, and then it contradicts it because these are the same people that when the baby is grown, or hell, not even grown, baby could be 12, like Tamir Rice, and we don't care. We right. shoot you. So it's like, but you, you care wanted about them life? to be here. Exactly. So it's like, you wanted them to be here, but then they get here. And then you want to keep them oppressed. You want to keep them uneducated. You want to keep them from being able to afford anything in life. You only want to give them the bare minimum resources, which are not enough. And so then when they take it into their own hands and try to do what they can, you say, oh, no, you can't do that. So what the fuck do you want? My thing is, do y'all old ass jive turkeys not have any families like y'all don't have anybody in y'all ear saying hey babe that's not a good idea or hey grandpa don't do that or hey uncle joe don't do that can you think about it this like there's there nobody else no voice of reason i mean which you which you, you know why you know these are the same women who voted for trump same women who oh. uh voted, voted for the uh republican governor up there in virginia like you're voting your interest so these put it like this you're a woman right yeah single woman right now you become a married woman and although the person that you're about to vote for might be for some of your rights they're against everything that could bring income into your home supposedly right Mm -hmm. or everything that your husband stands for these restrictions could damage his business so who do you vote for you vote for your husband's interest because that's the interest of the household mm-hmm. and vis-a-vis you. So that's how you get here. And that's how the daughters <sighs> vote too because these are their dads right? and their moms and the grandmas and any other woman that's attached to that man for support. But little do they know that's just, that's what the power does. Right. You know it what I'm saying? You, it divides you and makes you literally choose it makes you go against your best interest. Right. Oh, it's like when you have these poor white counties here in Georgia voting red just because, and they've closed down all the Rome, Georgia. That's what I'm talking about. Closing all the school, uh, community centers, cut resources, but the police are riding around on three wheelers. That's where your money's going. And there's hardly any black people up there. So you can't say that you're going to be racist. You're just voting against your own interest. So, and that's how we got here. But thank God in Atlanta, you know, people have changed their mind and <laughs> we got some new leadership and we got some new people. Thank God. You know what I'm saying? This is the type of stuff that like when they say all politics are local, all politics are local. So mm-hmm. even if they do start passing mandates and it starts coming all the way down to the history house, you at least know you have some city council, some mayor, some school board, some people that are gonna combat some of this. Right. Stuff, you know, be a buffer. That right, and I feel like also they're going to be involved in letting you know this is what's going on. Yeah, because I definitely yeah. feel like this new wave of politicians that we have in Atlanta are very much so involved, very much so have their hand directly in the community. Because I'm like, all of the people that won, I've seen them multiple times. Like, I'm like, I know them yeah. on a face-to-face basis. Yeah, um, it's, it's going to be exciting. And I'm glad that we have um, nothing against other people who've been mayor. And, and I'm not ageist by any means, but I like that we have a Georgia Tech grad in there, somebody who knows technology. Mm-hmm. So, like, they won't act stupid. During city council meetings and act like, oh, y'all can't cut the Zoom. Oh, on. how do I do we this? <laughs> yeah, where's your assistant? Yeah, like, like, or just you have a budget, pay for the equipment, set it up, and it can be done every week at a convenient time that everybody can log in. And you knew this was coming, like you didn't practice. I like, watch there- YouTube where people have like hundreds and thousands of people streaming at one time, chatting and everything. 
We can do that here in Atlanta. Right. Like, especially because hundreds of thousands of people in Atlanta aren't tuned in. I guarantee you. So exactly. there should be no malfunction, no none of that, none of that, none of riffraff, nothing. Who child? Just gonna raise my blood pressure up before it even starts raising. Um, but I definitely going back to the abortion thing. I genuinely just want. I just, I just don't think that they get it. And being that they're men, there's no way for them to get it. You know, like, first of all, abortion isn't just something that people just wake up and want to do. Like, no one says, oh, hey, yeah, when I, when I become this age, I'm definitely going to get an abortion. That's not one of my goals. Like, that's nobody's goal, first of all. Um... But they're making it as if people are just doing it for sport. And of course, you do got your little crazy people that just always misuse and take advantage of shit. We, I get that. But in retrospect, majority of women are not just getting abortions for sport. They are getting it because of certain circumstances that they are in. And some of the circumstances may be because of them. Most of the circumstances are not because of them. So at at this, at what point do you truly care about life? Because me as a woman who was violated by a man and now as a result I have this child, I am now broken. And I'm carrying a child and that energy is being transferred to that child. So now that child comes here and is broken. And I as the mom, I can't, mentally handle this particular child because I haven't handled how the child got here of me being taken advantage of. So if you really care about life, how about that money that you're putting into all of the trying to enforce this abortion bill, put it into enforcing the mental health that comes with the reasoning behind getting the abortion, because there's always reasons behind why people make the decisions that they make. So if they can't afford to take care of the child, put resources in place so they can afford to take care of that child. Put resources in place so they can mentally and adequately care for that child and not throw the damn baby in the dumpster because they didn't want it. Like put resources in place at these foster care homes or for these foster care families or for these adoption parents that these parents that want to adopt babies and make it so the babies aren't socially awkward because they were abused because the parents didn't want them because they couldn't have an abortion. Like if we, if, if the subject is about caring about life, let's really care about life. You know, let's not just make it, Oh, you can't have an abortion because we care about life. What about the life that's already here? (laughs) Just saying, because at nine and 10, those are crucial years of your life. And if, your mom or your dad or your parents or your, your, um, what do they call it? Your guardians aren't guarding you and protecting you from the horrors of life. Then guess what? You end up getting hurt. And what do hurt people do? They hurt people. It's inevitable. Like it's a, it's a proven fact, hurt people, hurt people. So if you have a woman who is hurting, guess what she's going to do? That child is ultimately going to come here out of hurt. And until the resources are put in place to ensure that her life and the situation and the circumstances she has been accustomed to change from a negative to a positive or from a con to a pro. This abortion bill, Mississippi, is just bullshit and just another way for them to just, I don't even know, what's it called when you when you have power, endorphins? Just another way for them to get high off of endorphins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, power, power trip is what they call Power it. trip. It's just another way for them to power trip. And I just can't wait until the trip has like crashed and burned. And, and like, you got to fight that white supremacy. Like, I mean, it's, it's like how, what's it called? What's something that's embedded in black people? How, like, um, leaving the kitchen light on. Under, over the stove mm. that's embedded in every black person I feel like that is that is embedded 
<laughs> that definitely isn't better, but that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> I feel like how black people have the innate ability to cower and we don't even know it. What you mean? Meaning like when we walk into a room, there's that switch depending on who's in the room. Oh, code switch. Yeah. Mm. So maybe not cower, but code switching is like that's embedded in us no matter where we go. And yeah, we may not because you do got the little ratchets that just they don't code switch or they don't think that they do, but they do. So it's it's just like a it's inevitable. I feel like white people have that supremacy embedded in them. If you have a job where you clock in and out and you're not like an entrepreneur, uh, nine times out of ten, you code switch. You code switch. Even if you are a little ratchet at your job, it's some things that you don't say to your, to your boss that you say to people outside of your job mm-hmm. who mean more to you than your boss. But Or when you see your boss, you sit up straight or you put your phone away. Like There are, there yeah. are micro things that you do mm-hmm. to code switch. And even as entrepreneurs, if you want somebody to buy from your business – and a white person walks in, you are acting different than when a black person walks in. To your point, that's the name of the pod, Cool and Conscious. Yeah. That's, I mean, you know, being black is living in a constant dichotomy. Mm. You know, it's like, do I want to be pro-black? Do I want to just be myself? Do I want to be cool? Do I want to be conscious? You know, do I want to be, you know, uh, modest? Or do I want to let it all hang out today? Because... There's so many consequences with everything that we the do. Everything. Yeah, you that might want to dress a certain way. Like, you know, one thing that I admire, I admire people who can wear marijuana paraphernalia, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think some of it looks real cool. I could never. <laughs> I could never, but I want to, right? Yeah. But is that other side of me that's like, if I put it on, what does that mean? And yeah. Then, what if a cop see me or what if this person see me or what? You know, is this so? But where it should be, nah. I'm a person. I'm a human being. This is just and I just a thought it was cute. It just right. looked good. Well, I thought it looked cool. Not uh, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I thought it looked cool, but <laughs> you can't just be cool without being conscious because there's always consequences with the decisions you make or the choices you make. It always, especially when you're black too, because black people, <laughs> and and I don't know why we do this, but we love to hold each other to standards that we wouldn't hold ourselves to mm-hmm. right so everybody knows Cree's conscious and she's in the community they catch you do one thing that's not see that's why I'm not in that's why I'm not in the street that's why right. I'm not in the community because you can't nah that had nothing to that do that is with right you. it's that, like what but you know as a black person and then you know because of what your mission is you know Cree stands for something you have to keep standing for something and you have and that's another thing why going back to why I was so thankful because I realized last year I was trying to be this perfect, well, not necessarily perfect, but I was trying to make sure that how I presented was the same at all times. And it's like, no, Creed, that's not, that's not the epitome of being conscious. That's, that's you being cool. But if the objective is to show people that balance you have to embody that balance and I feel like now I'm in a place where I can body being cool and conscious I don't have to be at every protest and I can still be conscious like and I don't have to be at every club and I can still be very much cool um so it it, it's just like an everyday battle just being black it's like, okay, I want to be conscious, but then if I see this black person, are they going to like, I mean, if I see this white person, am I too black? Are they going to like, are they going to say something to me? Cause I'm being too black or am I being, am I not black enough? Cause I know personally when I, um, had appraisals done, um, at my living space, I have a painting of me that someone gifted to me. That's a painting of me like at a protest and I'm holding a baby and I have my fist in the air and it's a huge painting. It's a beautiful painting. Well, because I didn't know the color of the appraiser. When I saw that they were white, I took the picture down. 
Damn. But you got to. Because it happened to that couple. What, was that California? Mm-hmm. Where they said they had a white friend come over yep. instead of them. And they had an appraisal done in the same city. And lo and behold, just that one switch of taking the black stuff down, putting the white stuff up, yep. increased their property value. Increased the property value. And so you you just have to. You have to code switch. And a lot of people feel like you don't have to, but I would not be conscious and I would not be telling you all the truth if I said, oh no, just go out and be yourself because you can't just go out and be yourself. You absolutely can, but in that you have to be conscious with what comes with that. Yeah. I think um, you just have to have, I think this is where uh, morals, values, Mm -hmm. Where that comes in, like we talked about last time, being on code, mm-hmm. right? Just knowing, okay, hey, uh, this is where I'm at now, but my mindset is black first. My right. mindset is, you know, we're going to come up, but it's just the circumstances mm-hmm. that you in. So, yeah, you might have to go clock in, right? Code switch like Tyler Perry did when he was working, living in his car. Mm-hmm. Now he never has a code switch again. So it happens. Right, I just think that if you have a, a end goal to it, and just know that you don't have to, because because I when I hear codes, I hate it sometimes because but I know exactly what it is because mm-hmm. it's just the that corporate structure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But how I feel nowadays is you know, and, and one thing I love about your generation. Y'all, y'all oh, code don't, switch, but they y'all don't, don't give don't no fucks. Yeah. I was about to say, y'all code no switch, fucks y'all are don't. giving. It's like, oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 you know what I'm saying? So, I, And I appreciate that because what it does is those older black people who are establishing really can say fuck you are now saying fuck you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what? Nah, I'm not with the bullshit. Like, I'm they tired definitely of are. coming in here and having to make sure my hair is a certain way. Like, nah, this is how my hair grows. Mm. This is how mm. I want it to go. You know, I, that, that's where we're at. <laughs> that's where we're at, 2021. And I think Back to the abortion thing and just everything we talk about with this constant struggle, that's what the struggle is. The struggle wants us to go back to the having way the things coast, were. Having, I mean, you know, I grew up in a time where, like, I had a granddad and his friends who could tell you about. I couldn't look a white person in the eye. Mm-hmm. That's how, and and because there are people, there are black people who still remember that. There are white people who still remember that. Mm-hmm. So just like how black people are like, man, I'm glad I don't have to. It's some old man white people that's like, you know, these niggas need to be putting their heads down again. They need yes. to be. And when I'm coming down the street in my bike, they need to get out of my lane. <laughs> like, and honestly, when I'm on the belt line, I kid you not, I feel that energy from certain white people. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what the bikes are to me. I was sometimes. about to say, when I'm on the belt line, I kid you not, I feel that don't. Are you insane? How dare you look at me? Like, mm-hmm. I feel that. And a part of me doesn't really know how to react to that. Just because it's like. Well, you know, you react the same way they do. You hit them with that dumb smile. You know, right. People and that's what I'm that saying. Smile. I, I'll smile, but I'm just looking like, no, I want to say fuck you. Because how how dare you? Like, so going to my generation, it's like, we literally are some how dare you. Try it. I dare, I dare, I'm, not I'm, even I'm how not dare you. I dare you. Yeah. Like, I dare you to look at me like I'm less than you. Mm-hmm. Please do, because I will sock you in your face. Like, that's what it but is. That, and that's how it has to be. Though. <laughs> no, that's, that's how it has to be. And because, like, once we get past this part, then how can we really be, right? As a society, mm-hmm. as humans, as Americans. But I don't want to have that talk until we get to a point where. We don't have the code switch. And, and vice versa. Like, cause I hate it when white people code switch. It's like, I'm not your bro. I'm yeah. not your sis. Don't don't do that. Because now you're being insulting. Yeah. I don't care about your hot sauce and your bag. Because you're it's trying cool. to be cool and oh, I have black friends. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I'm black and I'm not your friend. So don't approach me in that way. <laughs> like so, yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's it. You don't get to say the N-word. You don't get to 
to touch my hair. You don't get to even ask me about my hair. Don't even compliment me on it. I know it looks good. I did it. Thank you. As much as I paid for it, it better look good. Like, <laughs> you, I don't need you to do all the shit that you're doing. We can coexist and be normal. Because now when you start doing the whole, oh my gosh, let me be cool. Now, as a black person, I got to put on my conscious hat and correct your ass. <laughs> And sometimes I just want to be a cool ass bitch, not a conscious ass bitch. Damn. <laughs> I tell you, it's so many different just realms of just being black. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, sure. And it's not even so much this podcast is wanting you, persuading you, teaching you to be conscious in the sense of black power. It is teaching you to be conscious in yourself. So with the, whatever realm you're in, be conscious in that realm. If you're white, be conscious in your ability to have white power and use that to help push whatever you believe in. If you are a single mom, be conscious in your position in life. If you are a politician, be conscious in that. If you are a sister, a brother, a lover, whatever it is, wherever you are in life. Be conscious with whatever, wherever, and whoever you are trying to be in life. It is about you being conscious with the decisions that you are making in life and starting to put your consciousness before your coolness and then learning how to balance them both. Now, what I'm about to be balancing my next topic of what Atlanta is essentially about to get. Um, this is this is pretty good. So can I get a drum roll? Can I get a drum roll? It was announced earlier today that uh, Stacy Abrams, honey, is going to be rerunning. For governor, Stacey Abrams for governor. Woo! Honestly, Stacey Abrams, she is such a gem. I met her the initial campaign that she was doing, um, and I asked her a question about like what was she going to do to ensure that the students um, and recent graduates had some sort of assistance. You know, because most times you just graduate from college. And if you don't have a job, then you kind of like just kind of just find your way. <laughs> um, and that oftentimes kind of pushes people further away from their purpose. And I'm really big on living in your purpose, walking in it and making the best of the power to produce, making the best of your power so you can produce in your purpose. And I asked her a question along the lines of that, and she gave me a great answer. Um, I'm not going to go into detail about what the answer was because I know with this upcoming election, she's going to show and improve and she's going to show why she's the best candidate for governor, especially because Kemp, Kemp as he just be doing too much. Um, that's neither here nor there, but if you have time, please go and do some research on Stacey Abrams. She has mobilized so many different young voters, people that haven't voted in forever. Um, like her initiative is definitely like, I want the best for Georgia um, versus I want the best for my people, um, which is always good because she definitely balances that cool and conscious <laughs> very well, in my opinion. And I also like that she has not changed who she is or what she looks like um, to match the standards of what society deems is beautiful so you have this darker um skinned woman and she wears her hair in natural styles natural protective styles versus other candidates who may have their hair straightened or you know what i'm saying they have their hair in society is deemed as more acceptable or more beautiful. And Stacey has yet to conform. And I love that. Um, I love that she is someone you can just go to and talk to. Um, and she's very supportive from 
again, this is just my personal experience. So you guys will have to go out and do research. As I mentioned before, go out and just do some research of your own so you can formulate your own opinion about Miss Abrams. But as of now, I'm super excited for 2022 just because, honey, we got a new mayor. We got some new city council people. And we about to have a new governor. But we will only have a new governor if you go and vote. So that's also a thing. <laughs> so it's like, if you don't go vote, then you know what I'm saying? Kemp could very much well steal the election again. So bada boom, bada bing. Now, speaking of stealing, who is like the biggest thief in your life? I'm going to speak for me. Who has been the biggest thief in my life? You know, Keith, you look like probably, uh, Comparing yourself on the IG, like social media. Yes, that is exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say I have been the biggest thief in my life. Um, stealing my own joy, stealing my own accomplishments, stealing my own peace. And in my opinion, it has definitely come from something we call imposter syndrome. Um, and I'm going to read the definition of exactly what it is so you can see, you know, if this is something that you experience on a regular. I know a lot of people do. Um, so it's, it's fairly normal. Um, but I want to take you on a small journey with me of how I recently just experienced imposter syndrome and why I had to kind of like, I don't know, figure my way out of it. Um, so imposter syndrome is also called or perceived as fraudulence and it involves feelings of self-doubt and personal incompetence that persist despite your education experience and accomplishments so basically you could have gotten a job because you were qualified for it but then you get there and you feel like you're unqualified for it um, which happens or you could be posting on social media and because you see 10 other beautiful people doing amazing things. Now you feel unqualified. So it's always that self-doubt. Um, and so the last episode, I was telling you guys how I got a new car. Um, yes. Yes, I'm very, very, very excited. And for whatever reason, mind you, I have been manifesting this car, talking about this car, dreaming about this car naming this car, drawing this car out, sketch doodling, test driving the car. The car is mine, okay? Like, But for some reason, when I got the car, I felt like an imposter. Like I felt like for whatever reason, I should not have this, this car. I shouldn't have it. And I felt like, well, something's going to go wrong. There has to be a catch or someone's going to break into it. Like I've just been thinking about all these different reasons as to why. Well, keep your alarm on. Oh, no, 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 no. Right, no, no, no. The, oh, the alarm, the alarm is on. Okay. The alarm is on. <laughs> but I'm saying when you initially get a new car, the first thing should be joy, especially when you haven't had one. Okay. If you want to know the truth though, at this age, I've had a lot of people go through what you went through. Really? Yeah. My, my girls got a new car like 2022 and, she went through some of that. I've had other friends who like they'll I mean it'd be brand new. And they'll call for like, I don't know how I got this. Right. Like, it's, it's, it's like I'm driving it, it's mine, it's you know, yeah. everything's done on it. But <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna lie, even when we got the new car for like a week and a half, my girl thought like they was gonna come get it. No. Like, I literally will get up and look out the window like, oh Coco's still there. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Hey Coco, like I have to make sure I talk to her and like am nice to her, That's like funny. and cleaning her out, like because I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to embrace this feeling. You know, I'm so used to things either going wrong or things not going meeting my expectations, or I'm just used to just shit being shit. You know, and so now I feel like I'm at this place where I'm like, okay, Cree, wow. Okay. And I feel like an imposter or just like, I'm, I'm not qualified to drive this car. Or I'm not qualified to have this. Um, and the windows on the front windows, they're not tinted. And so as I'm driving, I'm getting people staring and watching and trying to figure out who's in the car. And it 
also makes me feel like, dang, am I not supposed to be in this car? You get what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's just the continuation of feeling like an imposter. And so I text my best friends and I'm like, I'm not trying to be ungrateful, but y'all, I feel very weird. I feel like an imposter driving this car. I feel like, I don't know. It, it, it's just, you know, in a weird space. Um, and they were like, you know what, Cree? You have worked hard. You are a hard worker. You have sacrificed so much. It. Why don't, why not you? You know, like we get it. You've been through so much, but why can't this be your time? Why can't you, as much as you believe in everybody else, why can't you believe that you do deserve nice things? Like it doesn't always have to be hard. And I feel like just being black and also being a black woman, things are just naturally hard. <laughs> Either things are naturally hard or we make things hard. So <laughs> it's a little bit of both. And I feel like I'm making Definitely. it. I'm, <laughs> hey, see, 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 Keith. But I feel like right now I'm making it hard. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be this hard. <laughs> Overthinking. Overthinking. Yes. You, you know, you had a... Uh... You, you can't trip you can't trip off of your blessings you know mm. what i'm saying because like you said why not you mm -hmm. you, know, you work hard you deserve it you're supposed to level up you know mm -hmm. what I mean? you want to get to the next level yeah so it's like why not you know don't that 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 whole imposter syndrome thing i hate it because i feel like it was a trick bag like mm -hmm. i feel like what happened was there are uh, there there are instances where people do not qualify <laughs> right like, like for real like right you, you've seen you you worked the job you've seen right, right. people in positions you do not qualify it's right? like tim you still have a job yeah. you don't qualify what <laughs> yeah, the fuck how yeah. are you running a radio station and you don't you couldn't even speak on the mic exactly so when you see so many unqualified <laughs> people yes. sometimes you feel like when you get there damn am, am i just like them too Ooh, like y'all just yes. pick you know so it's like no 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 you qualified they just picked a bunch you of just been surrounded people. by unqualified people for so long like you said you can't even say hey yeah mm -hmm. i am qualified or the second thing is people don't know how to learn from their losses right so mm -hmm. yeah you got the promotion right you thought you were big boy you thought you was ready you got up there and realized man it's a bunch of stuff i don't know so how did i get this promotion or how did i get in this position maybe maybe you did get picked just to fill a quota maybe you did just get picked because you were black yeah. And you failed. It's okay. Learn from it. Come back better. And just know that doesn't define you. We talked about it earlier. Like a lot of times when black people go through something, we think like that's the end that all be all. Right. Um, we represent everybody. So it's a wrap. Meanwhile, it's white boys who out here are just failing left and right, getting millions of dollars <laughs> for companies that's not going anywhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not going anywhere. And, and, we'll, and we'll just laughing. But like, oh, well, yeah, I did that last year. Let's try it again this year. Right. So we have that the same mentality. So I think like that's where that imposter syndrome comes. It's seeing a lot of unqualified people and then sometimes not being qualified, but not rising to the occasion to get qualified. To be qualified. Like, you know, you need a certification. Take the test. Right. Go back to school. And, you know, sometimes that gets so hard. Then you start beating yourself up. Nah, sometimes I think you have to keep it real with yourself. I think that imposter syndrome isn't that you don't belong it's that you're not keeping it real with yourself right and that's why i asked my friends because i was like something ain't right something's not right and i just need clarification <laughs> and i just need a little reassurance and that's when your your what's it called that village that helps raise you that's when you have to tap into your village so when you feel like you are tripping you can go ask you know hey am i tripping and they were like yeah Cree, you are tripping Here's some things you could try. And they gave me, they were like, you should personalize it. Put, Get you some nice little air freshener for the car. Like, make it your own versus just making it a car that is a new car for you. Make it your car, you know? Personalize it. And so that's what I've been kind of trying to figure out. Okay, what nice little thing can I do for Coco to make her, like, mine? And it... It definitely has helped. And I know Michael Todd, I don't know if you watch him um, or, or know about him. Yeah, I heard him. But he has a um, 
he just did a service and it was called Bamboozled by the Blessing. And essentially was just saying exactly what you said. You played it last time, yeah. 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 And so that's why I had to remind myself, Cree, the car is a blessing, but don't be bamboozled by it. Like, this is something you worked for. Don't let it stump you. And now you're feeling like an imposter when this is something that you deserve, you know? So. <laughs> I do that sometimes with the bag. Like, I get a check and it's bigger than the last check. So I'm like, ooh, man, I catch myself and say, nah, this is still pennies. I want more. Right. I deserve more. Right. I'm, I'm working for exactly. more. Exactly. And it's like, okay, you got a car. That's just the beginning. Like, don't get bamboozled. Because if you feel like you're an imposter with a car, I can't give you more because you stuck on the car. Like, <laughs> so I'm just like, oh God, I'm just thankful. I'm going to just be thankful. I'm going to get Coco some nice little accessories and I'm going to keep it pushing. <laughs> Coco is the car's name, everybody. Yes, Coco is the car's name. I am that person, okay? I give my phone names. I give my shoes names. Like, I just... I just you going to put the eyelashes on the front? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. I'm not that person. She gets a name, but she ain't getting her lashes done. We not doing... We not doing that. That is not what we're doing. Um, But now that we talked about imposter syndrome, I do want to encourage you guys... Just take a deep breath. Do not overthink it. Um, and know that you aren't the only one experiencing whatever it is you're experiencing. So when you are feeling like you're the only one in the world going through something, take some time to ask some questions around the people that you're around. And if you can't ask them no questions, then honestly, they don't need to be around. That's first of all. <laughs> but if you do have people in your life that you can reach out to, reach out to them and get reassurance. Hey, am I tripping? Hey, what do you think about this? Ask questions because sometimes we just need a reassuring voice or we just need an answer. And nine times out of 10, it lies within the question. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this particular podisode. I loved this podisode. I can't wait to start having people on. Um, I've been composing a list of people that I would like to have on. So starting 2022, honey, the Cool and Conscious podcast Brought to you by Just Elders Media, honey. We are going to have people on. Um, and we're going to see how cool and how conscious they are and how they go about balancing their life with this new life. Um, but before I let you go, I'm going to leave you with a quote to help you stay afloat. And it goes like this. Shame always shrivels when you share it out loud. Shame always shrivels when you share it out loud. Um, and that's uh, in every sense of the word. So that goes back to asking questions. I was bottling that shame that I was feeling of being an imposter, of driving a new vehicle. I was bottling it up in myself, in my mind. But it wasn't until I said it out loud and asked my friends, hey, should I be feeling this way? Is this normal? Did it shrivel up? And literally disappear. It wasn't until I got clarification. No, Cree, you're not tripping. What you're feeling is normal, but this is how you can combat it. Shriveled up. After I said it out loud, simply a few words, me taking some time to relish in what I was feeling, have the strength to say it out loud versus being passive aggressive and walking around not really having clarity. The shame shriveled up once I released it. So as you go out into this weekend, whatever it is that you are holding back, whatever you feel like is holding you back, release it. Give it back to the earth. Give it back to the world. Give that energy back. And then as you give it back, expect for better energy to come to you, okay? Because it's not gonna, I guarantee you, it's not gonna go anywhere <laughs> if you keep it inside, okay? Because it was just bottling up getting worse and worse and my bottle my cup was running over at that point of of the shame of imposter syndrome that i was feeling <laughs> but and moving forward i know now that i do definitely have friends that i can go to and i have people in my life that i can go to and say hey i'm feeling this way can you help me with this so go through this weekend and i really really encourage you to be conscious with how you're feeling and be cool enough to tell somebody 
so you can shrivel that damn shame up and <laughs> get on to playing your game. Okay. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for your support. This is the Cool and Conscious Podcast hosted by Cree Montague. Questions with Cree brought to you by Black Owned, Black Run Company. That's just Eldridge Media. Make sure you follow us on social media at Cool, Q O O L, and Conscious on Instagram. Me, questions with Cree. That's questions with Q R I. And of course, just Eldridge media make sure you tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend that you listen to the cool and Con- cool and conscious podcast like subscribe share Dang. all that good stuff whatever it is that you want to do however this made you feel please share it because we need as many people on the cool and conscious team as possible i love you guys happy cooling happy consciousing <laughs> until Dang. next time Bye.